So during this session, we'll be looking at the principle of formulation. Now, we've, we've done the principle of beginning and end, and you would have picked up uh, that we mention the principle of formulation quite often. And during this session, you'll see why it's also such a fundamental uh, principle to implement, along with all the other principles. Um, but specifically a fundamental one uh, that many of the other principles would be dependent on. So first of all, we're going to look at where, where in the Bible do we find the formulation or the principle of formulation? How do, we, how do we deduct a principle such as this from the Bible? Will you please tell us? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so formulation... Identify, formulate, communicate, and then you're accountable. Yes. So there's not only a beginning to this process, there's a definite result, a goal, an ending to it. So we, we, this, this principle is very clearly connected uh, to the principle of beginning and end. Mm. Um, it's a matter of fact, you cannot actually have the one without the other. Yes, the two go hand in hand. If the formulating principle uh, does not result in accountability, then you did not implement the principle. Or you only so, implemented it halfway, which is not implementing it at all. Yeah. None of these principles are implemented if it's not completely implemented. It's very important to understand that. So the principle of beginning and end is impossible without the principle of formulation. Okay. So you formulate. Um, in order to have a beginning. Let me explain. Our anchor scripture in Deuteronomy is when the command is given by God that uh, curses and blessings are spoken over the Israelites. Yes. And this is um, in accordance to them keeping the newly given uh, law of Moses. Mm. Now the law was actually the commandments of God or the sayings of God. So in essence we're looking at that which God has communicated to them. That's which God, which God has clearly expressed. So very important to understand is that what we have is a situation where for the first time so God has, has, has called aside for himself by his might and power he has separated unto himself a people, a group of people, mm. a select number of people. Mm. And in the process of cutting covenant with them or offering them covenant or calling them into covenant with himself, he has to now for the first time clearly outline mm. his intent, his desires, what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. And very importantly, the consequences mm. that goes with the agreement and yes. the breaking of the agreement. And so what he's doing is he is 
communicating the com- the, the consequences very clearly. Mm. Uh, that is uh, formulated as curses and blessings. Mm-hmm. Now, the anchor scripture for the beginning and the uh, end uh, principle is you'll be, they'll be blessed in their coming in and their going out according to them uh, keeping or obeying God's word or sayings or instructions mm. uh, or not. So if they do not continue mm. in the sayings or communicational intent of God, then there's curses. The consequence, yeah. the outworking would be negative. Yeah, maybe just to point out, it's not that they are blessed if they go in and blessed if they go out. They will be blessed in their coming in and going out because of their keeping the commandments. So if you go read Deuteronomy 28, you'll see the, the context it starts with. This is very important to understand. Now, firstly, God wants to bless them. The consequence of them not coming in, aligning themselves to be blessed. Mm. is that they would be cursed. Mm. Okay, now we know, we have done this in one of the teachings, that uh, cursing is the absence of God's influence. So you have to come in, or be aligned, so into covenant, into relationship with God, into obedience, into um, observance, to come into blessing. Remaining outside of uh, observance or obedience mm. or covenant or, or um, relation with God uh, automatically has curse. Mm. So it's not that the curse is activated because something you did wrong. No, yeah. The curse is continual and the only safe place when you come in to obedience to God's word. Exactly. Okay. Now, The principle of formulating is dependent on something being written down, spelled out. Well, maybe take it back to this. So, to formulate means to give form to something. You can hear it in the word. So, it's to give form, to, to you know... To give form. Yeah. To define. So, now we see that God... So, where did we get this principle? This principle, it's a very obvious principle. <laughs> God wrote, had them write down what he wanted to communicate to us so that we had a clear idea mm. of how to remain in relationship with God, in covenant with God and in blessing. So very importantly, from God's side, obviously he had identified his will. He'd identified the need that there exists a need for him to communicate something. Obviously. Okay. So, so humanity veers off. So, so God true. in his existence yes. would assume that creation would continue in his perfect image and likeness. And as Fair he created it. <laughs> but now, humanity tends to veer in another mm. direction. Not, not, he's sitting there going like, why would why? you do it differently? Why? <laughs> Why would you find another way to do things? Exactly. And now, the identifiers, he has to identify literally 
from a human perspective, with other words, in a simpleton way, so simplistically. The need no, to, I'm not meaning yeah. a nice simplistic way. He's going like, you Stupid. are so simple <laughs> that I have to now give you simple instruction mm. that you could have figured out yourself. Mm. Now, firstly, so God it identifies what needs to be communicated. And then he formulates it for them. The God of the universe takes the time, okay, to communicate to one and a half million Israelites that if your animal does damage to someone else's property, <laughs> you need to make it right. He has Moses write this down on the mountain. <laughs> While fasting. <laughs> now, for 40 this, days. This, this is a great example for us. Don't underestimate mm. the validity and the importance of formulating. Because no, this is where we go wrong. People think that they don't need to apply this principle to the simple things. And it's in the simple things mm. that we falter. Because, I mean, for us, just walking this walk, we, we know how often we need to be reminded of what God had written down. So, again, so he identified the need. He formulated what we need to know. So, obviously, humanity has lost the knowledge of God. Again, they need to know. So, we need to formulate a plan about how to help them. So, identify, formulate, and then communicated it. And then had it written down. So, now there's also accountability. Not only on God's side, but also on our side. Because now he's clearly communicated what he wants from us, mm. what he expects, what he's given, how we're supposed to serve him, what we're supposed to know, what we're supposed to understand. And he did the effort to write it down. Mm. Now surely if we go, for instance, New Covenant, kind of, you know, we all have the Holy Spirit. So, you know, it would have been kind of fair for God to assume that if he gives us his Holy Spirit, then we would know, because it says we have the mind of Messiah, and, you know, what's the need to, where's the need to formulate? And yet, he still has it written down, in written form, so that we can refer back, because this keeps us accountable as well. And so this is where we get to the writing down part of formulation. So personally think they're formulating in their mind, and this again brings us back to the principle of beginning and end. You see, if a person is not going to formulate with a clear beginning and a clear end or a goal, then and then going to make the effort to actually write it down, take responsibility and be accountable for what they formulated, then we end up with processing, which we also mentioned in the beginning and end principle. Hmm. So how does that processing work in the world out there? Because that's the, that's, so, the, that's the wrong, the counterfeit hmm. yes. of the, the right principle. Hmm. So, firstly, I think what's important to just clarify is that formulation isn't a new principle. It's not actually something we figured out via the Bible, necessarily. Um, we see that it has a godly uh, value and godly characteristic to it, but it's not, it's not new and it's not foreign. Most people, if not all people, will to some extent formulate during their lives. So... People are constantly formulating. Constantly formulating. So here's the thing. A thought pattern is a form of formulation. Because you're going, your mind is going through a process, working through, giving form to something. 
But now the problem is because the world in general has not been taught that formulation is actually a thing that you can learn how to do properly, give it form, you know, give it structure and order, and also then combine that with the absence of the principle of beginning and end, this means that a person is going to formulate without a clear beginning and without the intent to finish at a clear goal and kind of, you know, move this in a direction. So now we end up with thought patterns that just repeat themselves. So you have people that end up going to psychologists to, you know, process through what they've been thinking during the week or during the month, what's been coming up, and it's just processing because there's no need for it to ever end and there's no place for it to begin. And, you know, friends, any kind of conversation, most people in the world end up processing. So the formulation comes out, manifests as a processing and conversational um, form. But it's not clear, it's not defined, and it's not, it's not moving in a direction. There's no um, uh, purpose behind the, the processing, really. It's not, mm. it's not meant to move them in a direction where formulation, because of the accountability that you end up with, is there to move you in a direction, to propel you forward so that you can, you know, move on. Exactly. This, that's what's going to set a believer a redeemed believer apart from uh, the average Joe out there. Mm. So, this is where it begins. If it's not written down, it didn't happen. Mm. If it doesn't exist on paper, you didn't do it. Yeah. This is where we start to discipline ourselves, self-control. So, later on in the process, as a person matures and formulating becomes a sensible, orderly process. Yeah, we're talking about like 10-15 years. <laughs> it takes a long time. Then a person don't have to write everything out. Because we know how to formulate according to the word. Now to, to learn how to formulate properly, we are going to have to learn to apply scripture to everything we do, everything we, we think. But this is a long process. So the the way to get into this process mm. is to first start to learn, uh, to set time apart and to go, what am I dealing with? So we, we start processing because we triggered or we experiencing a reoccurring emotion, stress, it Usually, usually it's because of some form of discomfort. Something isn't as it should be. It There's be a decision that hasn't been made. Well, even that, yeah. Um, it could even be that. It could be um, just a focal point. So it could be inspiration. Could be. The point is there's something that's changed. Something has moved. Something is different and it, has, it doesn't have form yet. So now it needs form. Mm. That's basically what it comes down to. Mm. So step one would be to identify why do we formulate? Mm. What's the reason? So why did God have to formulate? He wants the Israelites to know him, and he wants the Israelites to become his people. So again, he has a purpose with them. They have to be his people, and they have to worship and know him. Mm. They have to know his ways. But so he identifies. He, there's a there's a reasoning. There's a need. There's a purpose. Exactly. And there's a problem. He identifies the problem. They don't know his ways. Exactly. So solution. I have to communicate my ways clearly to them so that they could 
walk out my ways. Now, this you do with yourself. Yes. You know you want to process something. Yeah. So, instead of walking around with the thing you're processing with, you have to identify, first of all, on paper, what is it I'm trying to process. Yes. It's like a cause and effect thing. So, you identify the effect first. Something is happening. Hmm. So, what's happening? What's the cause? What's what? the Identify what is, what do I need to formulate? What is it that I want to process? And now we have to differentiate between the fault need and yes. the real need. But this also you'd probably do by formulating. That's right. Once you, only once you sit down with a piece of paper and a mm. pen. Now, again, if you didn't write it down, you didn't do it. The reason why, we, so the way we identified this is because over the years people would come and see me and then for the last, I don't know how long, us together, and we noticed that people would come to see us. And they only start identifying why they are here when we are already in the process of talking. So about 15 minutes in. Or an hour. Yeah. And... Um, and we, we would oftentimes wonder if the person, from the time they made an appointment mm. to the time they actually got to sit down here, how did they not identify what it was that they, what was, they didn't identify the exact thing that they needed to discuss, mm. had a, a question about or needed a solution for. Um, we have to take them through a process in processing, talking, to, for us to identify what they need is so we can help them identify what <laughs> yes. they need is. So people often would show up just knowing that something has is, something is moved, they don't know what it is, so they make an appointment but don't give it another thought and then they would come to see us. And then, like you say, there would be this long conversation for everyone to try and figure out, okay, what's going on? <laughs> but they've been through a long process. Many of them could have been through years of a process of pain, discomfort, or even inspiration. But because they never identify what it is that they need to mm. process, uh, process, let's call it processing for now. Um, so that's the first step. Identify what is this. Mm. And now we might say these questions, but we are spirit-filled. In relation to the Holy Spirit, formulation becomes essential mm. because now the Holy Spirit might move us, inspire us, be working in uh, into our being or even communicating to us. But if we don't stop and identify what mm. is the Holy Spirit talking to me this about, this is very important. Then, then we might miss it. People misidentify what the Holy Spirit is saying. Because we misinterpret, because of, you know, because it was just, and really it's as simple as just sitting down and writing it down. Because once you have to write it down, and here's where the writing down becomes so important. In our heads, because our brains are quite intellectual computers, uh, it, it has the ability to factor in many different elements at the same time. And so even though it feels to us like the thought pattern is making sense, many times there's a lot of layers happening in one thought process. If you sit and you have a pen and a paper and you have to write it down, you can only write down one word at a time, one sentence mm. at a time. Mm. Which important. means that now it, it simplifies that complicated thought pattern into one thing. And now 
things can start coming into order. So little details that your mind would have considered in a certain area, you realize once you write it down, it doesn't fit in here, or this was not really something to consider, those kind of things. So it simplifies the thought pattern incredibly, and then this usually helps us to get to the real you know, core of, of what we're dealing with, whether it's good or bad. Exactly. Now listen to what this scripture says in Isaiah. I'm just going to read one little sentence. It says, Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. Wow. What a simple statement to make. <laughs> you can take the greatest fool, the person without, with no vision, no understanding, and just put him on a straight road and tell him, look, and." Un- un- if you do not leave this road and just keep heading down the road in the same direction, you will reach a destination. Okay, the guy that needed to not be a fool is the one that built the road. Mm. There we go. So, the formulation is starting to prepare the road to, build, to walk on. Mm. And then all you have to do is keep walking on the road. Yes. Um, this becomes extremely important to understand. We overestimate ourselves. Yes. And we often think that we don't have to formulate the simple mm. things. Now, if we don't get into a habit of formulating things, mm. um, until we have reached a point in our formulation where we have some idea of which direction to head into. So, where do I want to go next? then we'll just start that whole process, if we, if we did it in our mind, means tomorrow morning you start all over again. That's the thing. Yeah, okay. Because there's no accountability. That's right. But now, if you have started, a person that needs to start a road, uh, say you need to cross over a mountain, now you need to, to build a mountain pass. You can wander the mountainside while you're <laughs> figuring out where to build the road and how to build the road. And then the next morning, unless you have made a decision, you'll wander the mountainside mm. again, figuring out, planning to build the road. But the moment that you have actually started, clearing the yeah. bushes, leveling the ground, whatever, yeah. until that moment, you could wander uh, the next day again. But once you've started building the road, that's when you start heading in the same direction. You know where to pick up the next day. Mm. Okay, and so this brings us to the next thing. Once you have identified what you need to formulate. Then you don't have to think ahead. You don't think ahead through the formulating process. You start writing and formulating on paper so that you don't have to start over all the Mm. time. You don't get confused. Mm. And then, if during the, 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 the formulating process you hit a dead end, or you think you don't know where to go next, or you don't understand, then you could either consult the Word, consult your leadership, consult someone in the fellowship that's wise enough to give you some... Consult the Holy Spirit. (laughs) But But look, hopefully everybody would be the do the formulating with the Holy Spirit all the time. No, we are If you hit a dead end, you have to now ask yourself, Am I dealing with motivations that is causing a dead end? Am I dealing with something in my formulation that's not, that's not honest? 
straightforward? Exactly. Is there a lie or deception somewhere? Mm. Normally, we can identify. Formulation will lead us to the places where we are deceiving ourselves. Definitely. We're not being truthful. Definitely, because you see, our minds. Unfortunately, it's very easy to teach ourselves to lie to ourselves. And we don't notice when we do it because of this computer in our head that can consider so many things at once. Um, so we can make excuses. We can very clearly just lie to ourselves or turn a blind eye and just not factor certain things in. Once you write it down, there's no getting past the wrongful motivations, the lies or the cover-ups or the excuses that we've made because yeah. it will come out on paper, there's no getting past it. There could be misinformation. There could be misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Definitely. Uh, formulation tends to bring new understanding. Yes. In yes. the process. Um, now then, you need to communicate. If it's a big deal, communicate your formulation in some way to somebody that you're accountable to. Yes. And this doesn't have to be a big thing. No. Okay. You don't need any feedback necessarily. It could just be a, I need to share this. Yeah. Now, this brings accountability. So, oftentimes in the beginning of uh, people's work, when they start implementing formulation, we notice that people would get the formulating part started. They'll, they'll make a start. Mm. Then they'll communicate it. Mm. But then, often, they're not honest about implementation. Yes. Uh, many people in the beginning of their work will go through this process. Which is also why we encourage the writing down, the communicating part, because being accountable in the, in the beginning you know, is something we, we have to learn to do. So the more we do this return, repeat, redo, mm. we can actually learn to be accountable. So for yourselves, once you have formulated uh, on paper, put it away, look at it the next day. But then look at what you have done and see if you have been completely honest. Now, vague references to something <laughs> is a sign that you're not formulating. You've just written something down, but you have actually not, you've not been willing to... Um, verbalize the whole thing the way it should be. These are things that you can pick up yourself. Yes. This will keep you from being dishonest with yourself or with or avoiding what the Holy Spirit is telling you. Mm -hmm. Now, we want to point this out. If you formulated something that the Holy Spirit has told you to do, now this is why we want people to formulate. Yes. Too often over the years, I've seen people communicate. Uh, I feel the Holy Spirit has laid this on my heart and told me to do that, this yes. or that. But they skip everything. So they go, identify the Holy Spirit is doing something, skip directly to communicate. But because the formulation is missing, there's also no accountability. So they because go it was like, never given form, Holy it was never Spirit defined. told me to do this thing. I go like, now you've communicated it. And then a year later, I'm like, what happened to what the Holy Spirit told you to do? And then what? He did what? <laughs> so now can we afford... To communicate with, otherwise identify something that we think the Holy Spirit is laying on our heart. Then we prophesy it. Because if you tell, tell it to someone, you prophesy it. Can we really, really afford to then not do 
what we confess the Holy Spirit told us to do. Now this oftentimes happens. Okay, now this is a very important point when it comes to formulation. Because formulation is there so that we can learn to be honest with ourselves and with others. Mm. Uh, communicate and then be accountable. Mm. So what we've noticed is that people don't notice when they have not done what they have formulated. Mm. They haven't followed up. Which means now, this brings us to the next point. If you have a book in which you're formulating, never formulate on a piece of paper. I almost forgot about that. You have to have a file, a filing system. Because mm, a, a piece of paper can get lost. I mean, that means you're not planning to be accountable. To keep a record. Okay. This, this will bring us to another principle, intentional living, planning ahead, uh, planning for a harvest, sowing seeds, all of those things. If we have formulated something, then we need to obviously follow up and follow through. Yes. If I have formulated a piece of inspiration, so something's been niggling me, I sit down, I say, identify what's happening with you, I start formulating it, I realize that it's something that I feel I have to do, I have to start equipping, I have to um, serve the body in something. The Holy Spirit is moving me to get more involved, to build relationship more. I formulate it. It's written down. I've communicated it back to God, because that's the first communication. We pray it back to God. We confess or we repent. We go, Lord, I feel... I see on the paper, piece of paper, that I feel you communicating me to build deeper relationships with um, uh, the body mm. uh, in a more meaningful and honest way. Um, Lord, I repent for, at this moment, I repent from um, not having been built into the body mm. properly. Mm. Um, and I now confess to you that this is what I feel you are laying on my heart. And I need to do this. This is your will for my life. Now, if you look in your book a month later mm. and you're going like, what have I transpired? What have I done? How have I actioned this? What has changed? And nothing has changed. Or you have made... Now, sometimes we make an effort, an initial effort. And then slack. Then you realize... I made an effort in the first week and then three weeks have passed. Yes, I've been busy, but nothing more has happened. Am I being obedient or disobedient? Mm, there we go. Now is the moment to sit down and formulate again. Yes. Now the formulation is like I this. Identify what I need to formulate next. I am disobedient. Or lazy. The principle of beginning and end means that if I'm disobedient, blessing will not follow. Because I began a process, but I didn't finish it. So, we need to understand that these principles are not new principles. These things have always been true. Mm -hmm. The reason most people have been struggling and not moving forward, not maturing, not moving into the, the purposes that God has for them and into their destiny, is simply because they don't stick to the principles and they don't follow through and there's not a straight road that's followed. So there's a beginning and an end. While you're still moving toward the end, mm. you're in the process of beginning and end and you yes. keep formulating and there's accountability. This is why we implement accountability to others in the fellowship. Yes. Because we don't 
keep ourselves accountable in a way that's actually that productive. we should yeah it's we, we are so lenient on ourselves <laughs> you've had a hard day a hard week you, but you gave it your best easy. shot Look, you tried at least. You tried. Nothing happened. You wanted you to tried. try at least. So that's yeah. that's good enough. <laughs> at least in your heart, you kind of felt the the slight urge to try. <laughs> Actually, we don't do that at all. We just avoid the issue. Yeah. Yeah. So even if I mean, if we did that, we would feel awkward. But we just kind of avoid the fact that. Mm-hmm. But so just on this note, I know obviously because. Let's be honest, the reason we formulate is usually because uh, of a repentance process. So usually mm-hmm. formulating takes on a form of repentance or mm-hmm. comes out of a place of repentance. Um, and so mainly that would be the areas where, where formulation really helps us to grow and overcome and you know move along on the road. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also just important to clarify or just to put it out there that formulation could also be like you said in the beginning uh, used in a positive sense Mm. so it might be that i stumbled upon a certain outcome i happened to do something but obviously the lord was pleased and there's fruit and i can see growth or i can see a certain overcoming or a certain Mm. you know Mm. movement in an area that i didn't necessarily expect but here i am and it's definitely positive And, you know, as we start out this process, it takes a few years for us to understand, you know, all the principles and what we're supposed to do and when. And so in this instant, formulation is also very helpful because now we know that we've reached a certain outcome. So if we can figure out what we did to get there, then it means we can repeat it and it should give us the same outcome. And so this is one of the positive instances where, where formulation is also extremely helpful because once we, and I mean, this is... If I understand correctly, this is how you kind of formulated all, all, all most of the principles that we yeah. now teach, is that you happened upon a positive outcome with like this obviously worked. So what was it? Seeking the Holy Spirit in the Word, and once we can identify what we've done, what has happened, what has the Holy Spirit helped us to understand or do, then we can repeat it, and it should you know just keep propelling us forward. So exactly. Um. None of the things that we are teaching would have been possible, even if I experienced it and understood. So we've got to understand, we, we formulating will cause understanding. Mm. Then we have to implement the understanding and then formulate again to um, assess the results. If we formulate to assess results, we can figure out what didn't work and what did work. Exactly. And then we can refine processes definitely I want to end off with the importance of formulation when it comes to prayer yes instead of launching into prayer <laughs> like we all we do, do um, it's best to uh, implement mm. these simple mm. principles the two that we have done so far beginning and end if I am just inspired to worship the Lord in my prayer is about worship yes. now I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit cannot lead you through worship but we do not want our own um, whims mm. and to emotions just, to lead us through yeah. prayer so oftentimes I would be in a prayerful attitude but out of the prayerful attitude rather formulate what is the Lord talking to me about so that I can answer Him in prayer? Mm. 
or respond to Him in prayer. Now, then I formulate um, from, firstly, I formulate what is the Lord speaking to me what has the Word of God been speaking to me about? Mm. I formulate over a period of time, um, what can I see from day to day, moment to moment, what is the um, commonalities, the trend yeah. that I can identify? Then I can formulate how to respond. Yes. Remember, the Lord is outside of time. So if He kind of does something now, there's, you don't have to respond completely immediately obviously we do respond we respond in a thankful manner and saying i acknowledge i hear what you're saying but i mean he's not rushed for time necessarily i think if it is a matter of you know time then then he would give you more information at once to help you mm. understand so but but usually time isn't that much of a crisis when it comes to what he's trying to communicate to me about my growth and all of that so mm. you know if we if you just take for instance a period of a week and see what comes up in your personal, you know, quiet time in prayer with the Lord, out of the Word, formulate it, and then take, for instance, a week, and then see what was the trend, what is it that he was kind of, you know, pointing out, and then take a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday morning and formulate what it was. Now, you have a week's worth of, of input from the Lord's side to respond in fullness to. So now you have a fuller yeah. picture, for instance. So there will be a response all the time yes. but we don't want to jump in to your jump to conclusions yes so he kind of gives a spark a flickering of an unctioning and we go oh the lord is saying i must do this and that <laughs> and this should not happen we should not declare even to ourselves or to the lord or to, or to others what the lord is doing until we have formulated mm. why where is it coming from what what is the re what's the reason that i'm uh, convinced the Lord is speaking to me about this. Where did I get it? Formulate. This is what I heard. This is what I feel the Word is talking to me about. This is the inspiration and desire of my heart. Uh, formulate and then you can have a look at why mm -hmm. you are saying what you're saying, believing what you're believing. Does it line up with the Word? Yes. Does it make sense with um, where you've come from? The road always has to be a straight road. Does it make sense with where you're going? Um, so, we want to formulate when we respond to God. And, and this doesn't have to be at the end of a week. That's a very valid point. No, it's just an example. But, uh, even if I'm going to pray in two minutes time, I want to formulate, go like, what is it that I'm responding to? Do I understand what He's talking to me about? And then I can go sit and say, Lord, I'm formulating what you're talking to me about, but I don't understand you yet. I don't know what you're talking to me about. I need to formulate this. Help me formulate. Help me formulate. Give me understanding. Uh, help me understand your language. Mm. What am I missing? Show me again. We often miss things because we're not writing down or taking note of all the small little aspects that is applicable and important. Now, this is formulation. So, formulation is what God showed us in His whole processes, all the processes. So, we cannot have a beginning and an end unless we formulate. We ha only have implemented the principle of beginning and end if we did formulate. 
Yes, you cannot implement beginning and end if there was no formulation. And then um, the accountability is very important. Don't try and... Okay, just in two people communicating. We looked at beginning and end principle where a person just starts communicating. They never planned, they didn't think it through. They don't know what it is they want to communicate. And they uh, follow an incoherent or nonsensical process to try and communicate what they're doing. Uh, this is often because they, they themselves have not formulated what they're trying to communicate. This often leads to disaster. It leads to embarrassment. It leads to misunderstanding. It leads mm. to judgments, offenses. offenses, all those things. Uh, if we learn to formulate, we will become wiser. Mm. We'll be able to work a situation through from point A to point B, weigh up consequences. Um, we'll be able to rightly weigh up the motivations of our hearts, our true thoughts, areas where we're not completely honest or even dishonest with ourselves, where we don't want to face the whole truth. And then we can formulate and then communicate things to other people um, in a way that keeps relationships safe. So, um, this will only make sense once you start doing it. So, if you're walking around thinking you don't understand this whole formulating thing, it's probably because you haven't started. So, go formulating formulation. <laughs> and then, the more you practice formulation together with beginning and end, the more it will start making sense to you. We, are, we have had in the past, and if you have done this, please, most of those people have gotten it right. In the past, people would go like, I don't understand this formulating thing, because they haven't started doing it yet, they haven't tried it. Okay, so it's like... You see a bicycle, you'll never know what... People can explain to you how to ride a bicycle. Okay? You have to have the experience to know if you can do it or not. And formulating is the same. It's a very practical activity. Okay, that's enough for now. And I that's hope formulation. This helps. Uh, bye bye.